Hi friends, Pastor Matt Eichhorn here from Eckerd Baptist Church, and thanks for joining us today. Have you ever been on a journey and things just didn't go the way you had planned them to go? Let me take you back to April the 11th, 1970. The third planned lunar landing mission blasted off from Cape Canaveral with Jim Lavelle, John Swigert, and Fred Hayes aboard. Everything went as planned at the time of the launch. But two days later, and 205,000 miles from Earth, Apollo 13 experienced a rupture in the fuel cell oxygen tank of the service module. The resulting explosion caused the spacecraft to, to lose its oxygen, electrical power, and other systems, including its capability to perform an abort maneuver for direct return to Earth. So the quick-thinking crew had only one chance for survival. They hurriedly moved to the lunar module, which became really their lifeboat in space. But the lunar module was designed for a, a moon landing. It had no heat shield, so it could not be used for re-entry into the Earth's atmosphere. But just before re-entry, however, the three astronauts eased their way back into the crippled command module, and they splashed down safely in the Pacific Ocean on April 17, 1970, more than five days after the launch. It was not what the astronauts anticipated. They expected, they had trained for, and they obviously hoped for a successful mission. How discouraging to begin an exciting journey all the time, all the effort that went into it, only to realize that journey is filled with challenges, setbacks, and danger. Most people that I know want to be successful. I don't know anyone who likes to fail, right? The Christian life is a journey. It's a journey where we are striving to be spiritually successful, yet that journey can be challenging. This podcast is the start of a short series on the road to spiritual success. The road to spiritual success. Now, how do we define success? Well, according to the world standards, uh, success is achieving goals and winning and developing a solid financial portfolio. We might even say it's living the dream would be successful. I would propose to you today that it is the power of the Holy Spirit, not my human effort, that makes me successful in spiritual things. The first thing I want to talk about this today is how does the Bible define success? The word success in the, in the Bible, especially in the Old Testament, the Hebrew, it's the word sakal. It means to be prudent. It means to be circumspect wisely understand, uh, prosper. It's used five different times uh, in the Old Testament Hebrew language. Let me give you a couple of examples of how this word is used in the way it is in our English. In the book of Joshua, chapter 1 and verse 8, a familiar verse, it says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate in it day and night, that you may observe to do according to all that is written. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have good success. The word sakal. 
for then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good success. It's used in the book of 1 Kings in chapter 2, verse 3. And keep the charge of the Lord your God to walk in his ways, to keep his statutes, his commandments, his judgments, and his testimonies, as it is written in the law of Moses, that you may prosper, sakal, in all that you do and wherever you turn. That you may prosper, that's the word, sakal, the word success, in all that you do and wherever you turn. Another Old Testament usage of that word is in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. So David went out wherever Saul sent him and behaved wisely, sakal, behaved wisely. And Saul set him over the men of war, and he was accepted in the sight of all the people and also in the sight of Saul's servants. So we see this word success as defined in the Old Testament Hebrew literally means to be prudent, to be circumspect, to wisely understand, uh, to have good success, it's used in Joshua, may prosper in the book of 1 Kings, behaved wisely in 1 Samuel chapter 18 and verse 5. In biblical terms, in other words, success has as much to do with behaving wisely as it does with prospering materially. Spiritual success is learning how to live in such a way as to prosper in godly things. It means learning to live so you achieve God's well done at the end of your life. And I believe the key is this, learning to live. Success must be learned before it can be achieved. I need to learn how to be successful. I need to learn how to behave wisely. I need to learn how to walk in the ways of the Lord. I need to learn how to understand the scriptures so that they can apply to my life. I need to learn how to deal with sin in my life so that I can be successful in the decisions that I make. According to the Bible, success is a way of life not just the attainment of a one-time goal. It's not like the believer ever just reaches that point of, hey, I'm finally successful, spiritually speaking. It is a process. It is a growing process. And that's why we want to focus on the road to spiritual success, because it takes time. The psalmist says in chapter 101 and verse 2, I will behave wisely. There's that word, sakal in a perfect way. Oh, when will you come to me? I will walk within my house with a perfect or a complete heart. So we see, first of all, how does the Bible define success? But the second area I want to give attention to today is what is the source of spiritual success in a person's life? The Old Testament prophet Zechariah In chapter 4 and verse 6, he writes these words. So he answered and said to me, This is the word of the Lord to Zerubbabel, not by my power, but by my spirit, says the Lord of hosts. In Acts chapter 1 and verse 8, that familiar passage, we often refer to it as the the Great Commission. But in chapter 1 and verse 8, the resurrected Lord is addressing his disciples and followers before ascending back to the heaven and to be with his Father. 
But he says in verse 8 of chapter 1, But you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and you shall be witnesses to me in Jerusalem and in Judea and Samaria and to the end of the earth. I appreciate what Dr. Woodrow Kroll, the uh, former voice of Back to the Bible Radio, said. He says, All the influence and effectiveness of the first century church can be boiled down to this. Its success was not magical, numerical, managerial, or personal. Its success was spiritual, wholly spiritual. End of quote from Dr. Woodrow Kroll. You see, friends, any success that you or I have on our spiritual journey will be accomplished by the power of the resurrected Christ living through us. In the book of Philippians, Paul writes these words in chapter 3, verses 10 and 11, that I may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his sufferings, being conformed to his death, if by any means I may attain to the resurrection from the dead. Christ's resurrection is proof of my justification. You see, justification is the the verdict of God that even though I have sinned terribly, I am made righteous before him because of Christ. In verse 9 of that same chapter, chapter 3, the book of Philippians, Paul said, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law. It was the law that I could keep the law, so to speak, and therefore I felt you know, righteous. But he says, And be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is from the law, but that which is through Christ the righteousness which is from God by faith. In and of myself, I cannot produce righteousness. Therefore, I cannot be successful if I'm not allowing Christ to work in me and through me that I might have the righteousness of Christ in me. You see, Christ's resurrection is proof of my justification. And his resurrection is the power of a new life. By nature, I am dead in sin. I am incapable of doing anything that is truly good. The depravity of nature places me outside the joy of God's fellowship and brings upon me his terrible wrath. Therefore, if I'm striving to be spiritually successful, the only way I can be spiritually successful is for me to allow Christ to live in me and through me because of his power, because of his resurrection, and because of the new life that he gives me, because in and of myself, I cannot produce righteousness. I cannot be successful apart from Christ in and through me. Because my spiritual transformation took place at the new birth. The power to bring about this transformation is the resurrection of Jesus Christ. That's what Paul said in his letter to the Colossians in chapter 3 and verse 1. If then, literally the word since, if then, since you were raised with Christ, 
Seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Friends, the only way that I can be spiritually successful is through the person of Jesus Christ who came to this earth, gave of himself to die on a cross, to pay the penalty for my sin, to be buried, to be resurrected, to ascend to the Father, and to offer me eternal life and the power to live successfully before him. The road, the road to spiritual success is one that is through Jesus Christ and him alone. And just like those three men on the Apollo 13, uh, that was not what they had planned when they got into that uh, spaceship and took off and then two days later found themselves literally fearing for their lives. The road to spiritual success is not one that is just easy, without bumps, without detours, without struggles, without roadblocks. Friends, if we want to be spiritually successful, we need to allow Christ to work in us and through us so that his life controls us and is reflected in our, in our nature. I trust that as we begin this journey on this road to spiritual success, uh, that you'll that you'll allow Christ to work in you and through you. Thanks, friends, for joining us today. Let's pray. Gracious Father, be with each of us today as we strive on the road to sp- spiritual success. Grant us the discernment to know truth from error. Cause us to love you deeper and deeper each day. Cause us, Father, to recognize and sin for what it is and deal with it. And Lord, may we be a vessel that is used for your honor and for your glory as we yield ourselves to you. In Jesus' blessed name, amen.